Hello and welcome to another edition of Out of the Blue Podcast from Blue Zion Ministries. Grafted, gifted, and grounded with whole tree theology right out of the 11th chapter of Romans, connecting the covenant pages of the seamless 66 books of the Bible we hold in our hands. We are dedicated to help, encourage, and inspire you to live the Word of God out loud. And now, here's your Out of the Blue host, Evangelist S.J. Norlock. Praise the Lord, everyone. Shalom, shalom. Pray that everyone is doing great. Your families, the churches, pastors, shepherds to the sheep, pulpit to the pew. Uh, This is the Seamless 66 Whole Tree Theology Out of the Blue one more time. Uh, I sometimes say this because it seems more often than not a little belated again, but we've been by the way of Egypt on tour. Brother Wardwell out of Indianapolis area, a lot of great saints that have come with us, with him, uh, made some friendships, seen wonderful sights, and uh, just the great missionaries that are there, uh, just on and on. Um, I could spend a whole hour just talking about the great things of God and the great things we've experienced there uh, from the pyramids, from Cairo to Luxor to the museums, the Nile, a fresh perspective of the Israelites, Joseph, Moses, even the time when the family of Jesus came uh, to seek provision of protection by the hand of God before they went all the way back up into Israel and Nazareth. And uh, wow, just uh, a tremendous time. So you may uh, hear us uh, just putting little nuggets here and there concerning that wonderful trip. We are looking forward to going to Israel end of April, early May. Looks like the tour is full this time, looking to uh, the fall of 24 for next, if the Lord will. Uh, but uh, just uh, after seeing the other side of the Red Sea and then going back to Israel, it's just going to be all-encompassing. Uh, what a perspective. I, I'm so appreciative of what God has uh, given. And um, I'm going to continue to pray for uh, the leaderships there, Brother Wardwell, etc. So, um, But uh, diving into uh, the scripture today, I want to take you all the way to the book uh, of Exodus chapter 33. Uh, There's something that's awesome that's happening there. I want to just read verse 18 real quick. It says, and he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. This is Moses talking to the Lord directly. Uh, We have a lot of things happening here. Uh, If I could, I want to say the basic bullet points today is concerning the closeness, his presence. Going to speak of a little bit of the golden calf going to speak a little bit of uh, being forgiven uh, in the particular chapters that are happening from 32 to 34. But something happens in 33. I want to just uh, make mention of and for you to take notice, call it uh, the Genesis, excuse me, uh, the mystery of Exodus 33. Mystery 33. (laughs) Um, I want to look at verse 32. Excuse me, chapter 32. I want to say that something happening there, of course, concerning the golden calf. You have uh, the sin that takes place, the people 
that bowed to the cow, if you could say. And if we could mention that we had actually been in some of the tombs where they had discovered uh, the actual mummified cattle that they used to worship. Uh, and so you talk about the culture that was there in Egypt that worshipped the cows uh, for different reasons, uh, worshipped the Nile, worshipped the sun god of which they called Ra. Um, the, the cultural uh, exposure of this that had a great effect on the children of Israel, at least in part, to remember these things that when they had complaints, uh, they began to um, build that golden calf. Of course, it, that was the great sin and its consequences. You've got to look at Mount Sinai uh, as this wedding, as it were, the smoke, the cloud, the lightning, the thunder, the canopy, the ketubah, the law that was given, uh, the, the covenant that was set forth of this wonderful marriage and wedding day, uh, Yah with his bride. You could say, Yehovah with his bride. And uh, so with all of that, you have this sin. It's like transgressing on this betrothal uh, betrothal or this covenant or this wedding day, you could say. What a a catastrophe. Uh, And then, of course, you have 34, which talks about God's revelation to Moses, the second set of tablets after he has destroyed that. Um, destroyed the first uh, in breaking those into pieces. Uh, Of course, then there's the renewal of the covenant. Again, the second set of tablets, uh, God's revelation to Moses. Um, So it's this reinstitution of what was initially supposed to take place um, uh, before or after or during the uh, calf narration uh, and the sin and its consequences. So thank the Lord for restitution. Thank the Lord for revelation. Thank the Lord for a second chance. You talk about the face of grace in this place of tragedy, uh, the circumstance that circumvented, as it, will, as it were, God's will uh, for, this, for this wonderful group of people that came out of Egypt, this awesome exile, this deliverance, the burying of, uh, you could say, the superpower of the world. Uh, most of Pharaoh's army was drowned in the sea. Priesthood would have came with them that helped empower uh, the very uh, statistics of battles in their day. Uh, They were so God with a small g, God-minded and uh, very mystical, very occultic in that sense that their gods would see them through. So no doubt at the edge of the Red Sea and, and into it, the priesthood, possibly much of it, had went with them into battle with this uh, time of, uh, uh, what am I saying, this time of, um, uh, well, it was such a necessity that they've never had this before. Since when does the whole uh, workforce of Egypt or a major part uh, depart from them and then having to try to retrieve them or destroy them? So uh, what a what a strange situation in that sense. And yet God intervenes, the, the, they are protected, they come to the other side of the sea. And then we have this 32 and 34. Well, 33, something happens. It seems strange in the sense that you have almost a reversal of time. In one verse, God says, put off the ornaments. And then the verse later, um, uh, or the, the verse number four, no man did put on his ornaments, but in verse Number five, it says, put off the ornaments. So it's almost like this time reversals and 
to to the casual reader, you could say it's almost almost as if it's a blur in the middle of thirty two thirty four. So hastening here today, there's something that happens in between the calf and the covenant, thirty two and thirty four between the calf and the covenant. Well, here in thirty three, Moses takes the tabernacle outside uh, of the camp. If they ever needed Moses to lean on, it would be now. Because <laughs> here you have a God that until now, they've ex- experienced a, a terrifying eternal elemental force, fire, uh, lightning, thunder. I mean, they've experienced plague after plague on the other side of the sea. The world's greatest empire was brought to, it, brought to its knees. It's as if he's overturning nature itself. And this is fantastic. I mean, to see God do these marvelous things. <laughs> I mean, wow, uh, this is just uh, astronomical. Uh, so what is going on is that they're seeing God in this way. But Moses, as it were, is investigating. Could, could I just interject here? Exodus 33 and 13 says, Now therefore I pray thee, if thou found grace in thy sight, here it is, show me now thy way, that I may know thee, that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. A little further down in verse 18, and he said, I beseech or I beg thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee. And of course, he allows with Moses in the cleft of the rock just to see the back, just to see his back, I will pass. So you could simply say, God was saying to Moses, you you can't see my face. And the second thing is you may not understand my ways. So verse number 13, you're not going to know all my way. He's saying, show me that way. You're not going to know all my way. Uh, Amen. You have this awesome God who comes into the midst uh, that simply says, "I, I have... Um, the uh, let me put it this way: there is an element of divine justice that must always elude human comprehension, and it's just God's going to do what He's going to do. He's God, and so we may not know all of His ways. And then, of course, in verse eighteen and twenty, you cannot see me and live. So, two things I'm trying to get across today is number one, we may not know all God's ways. Number two, we cannot see God's face like we may want to see him. So what can we do? We can encounter his glory. May not know all his ways, may not see his face, but Moses seems to be telling us the mystery, and it's really no mystery, but it's now revealed. In chapter 33, as, as elusive as it may be, as mysterious as it may, may seem, God is just simply saying, you can be close to me. You can know me in this way. May not know all my ways, may not be able to see my face, but you can testify that you felt me. Amen. Um, it's just awesome. We may, it's, it's not just the greatness of God that I think Moses wanted the children of Israel to see, but his closeness. Moses knew him in a closer way. He was simply as if it were saying to God, God, look, I'm investigating your nature right now. 
Amen. Moses stepped out on a limb. Please let me know something that I'm not able to know. Let me see something I'm not able to see. Uh, and, and, and yet, uh, into the midst of all of that, amen, there was this, uh, you can be close. You can come close. I can show you my way uh, in the sense of just closeness. So you don't have to just know me through the thunder. You don't have to just know me through, uh, amen, the, 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 the thunder, the lightning, uh, the wind, the trembling, the parting of the sea, but you can know my closeness. Uh, so this is awesome. Not just thunder on a mountain, but as a perpetual presence in the valley below. Moses longed to know the nature of God. God can be close to where his people are. He can transcend or have transcendence, but become close. So I, I hope this is making sense to somebody today. Uh, amen. Uh, to, to know God not only as an unrepeatable or the unrepeatable moments in the form of miracles, but on a daily basis. Not only as a force that threatens uh, all it touches, as it were, but a presence that can be sensed in the heart of the camp. Exodus 25 and 8 talks about, let them make me, Mishkan, let me make me a house, a tabernacle, and I will dwell there. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse number 19, Paul telling the Ephesians church, now, Akshav, now therefore you're no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth to an holy temple in the Lord, in whom ye also are builded together, here it is, for an habitation of God through the Spirit. So we may not know everything we need to know in our walk with God, see everything we need to see. We may not comprehend, uh, amen, 33, chapter 33, uh, but one thing we do know, that within those blurry times in between the calf and the covenant is this God who approaches us and says, you can feel my presence. You can sense my closeness. I can be living on the inside of you. Isn't that awesome? So I just, I just wanted to say, it, it's not just um, Exodus uh, 33 mystery, because it's really not a mystery. But as strange as chapter 33 was in between 32 and 34, in between, you could say, the calf and the covenant, amen, was this caressing relationship. And if I have that, if I have that, I have everything. I may not know it all, and we don't. We may not see it all, and we won't. Amen. But if we can just come close, calf and covenant, closeness in between. That's what makes the whole sense and sense of it all. So be filled and thrilled with his presence today. Get close to God. Know him. Amen. For yourself. Amen. And then you'll have that revelation that Moses had. Amen. And that he longed for the people to have. So there it is. Uh, amen. I hope I didn't take it too long today. Whole tree theology. Uh, amen. God bless you today. I want to say thank you for those who have assisted us on this Egyptian tour. You know who you are. Uh, ever feel free, go through your pastor, please, to 
uh, and support us in some way. Uh, uh, just it, it's going to be a blessing to us. I know and I pray that it'll be a blessing to you. It always furthers this work, furthers the gospel. Amen. And whatever we, uh, wherever we go and whatever we touch, we want it to be in God's grace and for his glory. So our prayers are with you today. Love y'all. God bless. Until next time, out of the blue. Thank you for joining us. We hope you've had your inspiration moment today. As we continue to pray for you, please remember to pray for this ministry as we endeavor to work in the kingdom of God. If you feel led to support this ministry, you can visit us on the web at bluezionministries.com to partner with us in evangelism. While there, you can also find prayer journals and music CDs available for purchase. And be sure to check out our Israel tour information if you'd like to find out more about visiting the Holy Land with us. It's all at bluezionministries.com. We look forward to our time with you next week here on Out of the Blue Podcast. Please invite a friend and remember, remain zealous over Zion.